Tabo Nation, what up, what up, what up everyone, welcome to episode 107 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo, don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to Combo's Court, Combo Nation, man, appreciate the continued support, amazing, 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 appreciate you all, today's show, Fox Sports College Basketball Insider Evan Daniels joins in to discuss the top three college recruiting classes of this upcoming season, NBA prospects such as LaMelo Ball, Cole Anthony, Anthony Edwards, and much, much more, man. A great conversation. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. You could follow Evan on Twitter and Instagram at Evan Daniels. That's E-V-A-N-D-A-N-I-E-L-S. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca on the track. I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on. I know uh, I've been um, been pretty uh, pretty busy lately, so sorry uh, sorry it took me so long, but glad we could make this work. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yes, sir. I'm excited as well. Um, tell me a little bit more about your day to day with Fox Sports. So I, I actually um, I work for a couple different places. Uh, with, with Fox Sports, I um, I have a podcast called the Sidelines Podcast. And, uh, and then I do on-camera work uh, during uh, the college basketball season, uh, really focused a, a lot on the Big East. I'm on the Inside the Big East show uh, that, that picks up once conference play starts. Uh, but then I also work for 24-7 sports, covering um, the top high school basketball players in the country um, and, and writing about college basketball. Um, so I kind of dabble in both spaces, and uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. How much value does actually being in person when you're analyzing a player bring for you? Man, uh, honestly, a lot. And I think there's some value in that because of being able to uh, see the speed of the game and, and seeing um, the, the size and length of players. Um, I do think that after you've seen a player in person once or twice, uh, if you're going through synergy, you can get a probably a quicker feel on their overall game. Uh, right. If that makes sense. So, you know, I always like to, you know, especially the, 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 the kids in high school, you know, you always get your first viewing usually uh, in person and, and you can kind of get a starting point. And then if you want to go back and, and watch Synergy, uh, you can get a pretty good feel on a kid and, you know, 10 to 15 minutes because you can just sit there and watch 100 straight plays uh, of offense or 100 straight plays right. of defense. And, and you can get a you can get a, a, a quick or feel of then sometimes watching a game your question i like to see a kid in person for the first time uh and then i think you can rely on film a little more it's probably it's probably easier to see somebody's body language better in person i would think oh 100 percent. well yeah. it's it's not just the it's not just the body language man it's it's a little of everything uh how they take to coaching how they right. deal with teammates are they talking on defense like talking on the lot, bench exactly help others yeah for sure yeah, ex- exactly so there's a lot of things like that that uh, you can't quite catch on synergy um, but I, I think there's value in both and, and, uh, and I think, you know, both are, 
um, big parts of the evaluating process. Right. On this podcast, I often talk how players will project. I love to guess how players will project in the next level. Uh, Cole Anthony, super athletic, improving jump shot. He obviously has a dog in him, NBA lineage. Um, everything seems good. Everything seems good with him. Are there any concerns about how his game will translate to the next level? Well, I think with every prospect, there's concerns. Look, right. I'm, I'm As an evaluator, I'm nitpicky by trade. Um, so I can always find some things. Uh, what I do like about him is his motor. Uh, I like how hard he plays. I think may even be his best attribute. This is a competitive, competitive kid. Uh, the areas for concern uh, would be his long-range shooting. He's a very good shooter at this stage. Uh, I do think that Cole Anthony is an extremely hard worker and has um, has a, a really good work ethic. So I, I think that's an area that he'll he'll look to improve. But there's some mechanical stuff I think he could adjust, um, and, and and that's probably I would say the biggest area. Uh, for improvement. And, you know, look, the thing about Cole in high school and in AAU, he was asked to score. And that was always his mentality. It wasn't to create for others. Uh, it was to score the basketball. So I think there's also, um, you know, some developing to do in terms of of creating shot opportunities for teammates, distributing the ball. Uh, but the kid is really talented. I mentioned the hard playing. He's good in pick and rolls. Uh, he's a pretty good scorer, despite not being a very good long-range shooter. Uh, so there's a lot to like about their game, but like any other prospect, there's there's some concerns. Right. The hype train's behind LaMelo right now. Obviously, it's really early. We haven't even played a game of the college season. Um, who would you project right now to be the number one player picked? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, the, the guy that I ranked number one overall coming out of high school last year uh, was Anthony Edwards. And okay. that's, that's who I would go with as of today. Uh, there's obviously a lot of time between now and June, um, but I think Anthony Edwards at six foot five is a tremendous prospect, um, a really good athlete, a versatile scorer, uh, good shot mechanics. His jump shots continue to improve throughout high school, uh, terrific in transition. Um, there's just a lot to like about his game. Uh, the guy I had number two is James Wiseman, uh, and then and then Cole number three. So, but but right now entering the high or entering the college season, I got Anthony Edwards. So Lamelo's not in your top three. Uh, no, he's not. Okay. Where do you have LaMelo as of now? I haven't done my first uh, big board yet. I will okay. sometime in the next three to four weeks. Um, gotcha. I actually just went through the tape of some of his first games. Um, okay. He, uh, he has improved in some areas over the last year, um, certainly. Um, you know, I think his ability to break down defenders and, and, and kind of keep guys on skates and, and off balance was pretty impressive. Um, you know, the biggest question for LaMelo, and I've been watching him since well, – the truth is, is he would play up with Lonzo and his brother right. as like a sixth grader and a seventh right. grader. And I don't want to watch kids that, that young. But he was – so I did see him. And the question about him has always been his feel for the game because he was just allowed to come in the games and just jack up 40-foot shots and, you know, shoot every ball no matter right. the situation. Um, so that's always been my biggest concern. Um, he obviously has tremendous size for the position he can handle. He's creative. Um, but that long range jump shot and the feel have always been uh, areas of concern for me. Um, I'm not as willing to jump on the train that he's a, a number one pick or a number two pick or number three pick yet. Um, obviously, he has improved, but I'm not ready to go that level yet. And, and obviously, I'm going to continue to track this and, and watch his games. But um, I think there's I think there's still a ways to go. Right. When a player has so much hype, like let's say the hype even gets crazier, does it even matter? Like, obviously, you're great at analyzing the game. 
you're great at reading the game, but at a certain point, are just teams just afraid not to take somebody? I think it could work either way. Okay. I think they could be afraid not to draft him. I think they could be afraid to draft him. Right, right, okay. I mean, there's some obvious question marks. Um, yeah. But he's obviously also extremely gifted and extremely talented. Um, right. You know, every team is going to do diligence and, and go out and see him in Australia and, and, and do their background and, and see um, – and see him a lot. So there, there's, there's, this is a process and um, we'll see, we'll see how he looks here in, you know, six months. Right. All right. Him and RJ made the jump to Australia's NBL league. Are you hearing of other high school players thinking about making this jump? And do you think it'll become a trend? I do. I, I actually wrote a story on this. Um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago with RJ as a centerpiece, but I, I talked to Anthony Simons. I talked to RJ, um, Marjan Beauchamp, a handful of others that, that have gone the route of, of, of skipping college. And I think now more than ever, these players have options and it's not just college. They can do other things. Yeah. And RJ is exploring that. Uh, LaMelo wasn't ever going to play college basketball. We all knew that. So mm-hmm. he didn't have the option of going to college. RJ did. Uh, I think there's a lot of eyes on RJ right now in terms of how this all goes for him. Now, he's obviously not the first one to do this. You know, Brandon Jennings and Jeremy yeah. Tyler, and we've seen plenty of guys do Emmanuel Moutier, plenty of guys do this. Uh, not all those guys had the choice to go to college. Um, but I think kids also value college less and are seeing um, the value in other opportunities and other experiences. And, you know, some, quite frankly, just want to go make some money. And, you know, in RJ's case, he just wanted to be a professional um, quicker. He wanted to, to spend his days training and, and, and playing basketball and not have to worry about class and, and all the other things. Um, so each scenario is different. But, you know, I would say of the top 25 to 30 players in the 2020 class, I've heard of five or six wow. you know, at least looking into it. I'm not saying that many are going to do it. Right. But there's certainly going to be a couple. You know, I, and also from the beginning, I, I thought it was great for LaMelo and RJ. I actually seen them in an interview and, and listening to LaMelo, how confident he was. Like it was like real confidence that like he knew he was going to be great in this league. And I thought like this should be a good situation for him. And it seems to be that it is what I don't think is a great situation for most high school players to jump into the pro levels to go to the G League. I just think there's like too much risk. And, you know, people don't really realize how good the G League is. And then if they don't play to that level, it's like they could kind of lose that uh, that hype a little bit. Um, Is there ever a scenario where you feel the G League is a better option than college? Where I feel G League is a better option than college? Yeah. Like, is there a scenario? Um, you know, I think there's scenarios for everything. I mean, I think the, the G League is, is tough because you're going against grown men that are, in a lot of cases, like on their yeah. last leg or, or like really, really trying to make it. And not that the high school kid wouldn't. Uh, I think there are scenarios where it could be a good option for some. Um, you know, maybe it's a kid that can't academically make it and – there's not a deal on the table for him overseas, so the G League becomes a, a bigger option for him. Um, it's a tough league, man, and yeah. it's, it's, it's progressively gotten better. And uh, it'll be interesting to see um, – the other, the other portion of this is the money factor. Like, it, it's not the, – the amount of money they're offering to a high school kid at this stage uh, isn't great enough uh, for a kid to go take that risk. If, if that number – goes to 300,000 or 350,000 or 400,000, then I think you're going to see some minds change and, and people will give it a stronger look. All right, let's shift to college basketball. Um, Coach K, he actually backed California's Fair Pay to Play Act. I was surprised. I was, I was surprised. What did you make of it? 
of what he said of of just him backing it pretty much yeah um i'm not terribly surprised i mean i think that most of these coaches know that a change is needed and a change was coming and um you know i i was at big east media day and and jay wright backed it too and i, I thought what jay wright said was pretty interesting he basically said at some point we were going to get to this um but the the lawmakers pushed us a little quicker yeah and he he, he liked that and he said you know a lot of times that you know they, that 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 they're behind with that stuff um so he he liked that that that, that they kind of got that push from the lawmakers to to move forward Top three recruiting classes uh, for this upcoming college season. That is a, a great question. Um, top three recruiting classes. We'll start with Duke. Um, it, it's really Duke and Kentucky at, at number one. They probably will go back and forth, I think, uh, depending on how their classes shake out. Um, Duke is currently number one. They've got five commitments, uh, three five-star guys, and Jalen Johnson, Jeremy Roach, and DJ Stewart. Uh, but then okay. the two other guys, Jim and Henry Coleman. Uh, are also committed, and they're going to get a couple guys, a couple more guys in this class, probably at least two. Uh, Kentucky's got four commits. Uh, Terrence Clark's a top 10 player. B.J. Boston's a top 15 player. Those are kind of the crown jewels of their class right now. Um, they're pursuing Cade Cunningham extremely hard. Uh, right. and in, in my opinion, it's between Kentucky and Oklahoma State for Cade Cunningham, uh, and, and Kentucky has a real legitimate shot to get him. And then, um, and I would assume if they get Cade Cunningham, that that probably locks up the top spot for him. Um, and then North Carolina is at number three with uh, three players ranked in our top 21 in the country. Uh, Walker Kessler, Daron Sharp, uh, and Caleb Love. Yeah, and they just had three players go first round. So North Carolina's doing big things. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's uh, Roy Williams. It's, he's, yeah. he, uh, he's done big things for a long time. And uh, they've had a lot of on-court success over the past couple of years. And, um, you know, I think this is one of the best recruiting classes he's put together. Right. All right. So they dragged the three-point line out uh, this year, which is great. I think it'll help spacing. It'll help guys like you analyze and project players to go to the next level. Would you like to see more rules go to a – well, that's not even an NBA style. That's a, they actually using the Europe line. But would you like to right. see it closer to the NBA game? Like, so it would be easier to project players. Obviously, like 99% of guys aren't even NBA prospects. But I think right. it would make it easier to project players. What do you think? You know, you know what I, I think about this is, like, I think uniform is good. Yeah, you know, me, when too. You go watch, me too. When, sure. when, when you watch international basketball, they're right. all playing the same game. And, you know, I've been uh, lucky enough to, 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 to watch quite a bit of international basketball at the youth level over the past couple of years and, and having gone to the, the U19 World Cup, the U17 right. World Cup, the U18 European Championships, the U16 European Championships. I think uniform is good. Their game is completely uniform. Uh, I, I like that the rules are trending towards the same direction. I do think the 24-second uh, shot clock in college would be uh, a little fast. Right. Um, and I, I, I'm fine with the line being intermediate and kind of in between. The NBA line is, off, is, is awfully long for a college player, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of value in, in the games being, um, being, being more similar. Right. Did you get to watch the TBT? Uh, the, the, the tournament? Yeah. No, I, I didn't watch it. Oh, did you, did you, do you know about the Elon ending? Yes, I do. That's <laughs> where like you reach a certain, or the, the right. game ends. Target and then score. They said, yeah. 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 We actually did that, um, so I'm on the USA basketball committee uh, for the for youth, and we had a camp uh, this past weekend. And um, 
that was used in the camp games, which was uh, something new. All right. Out of that, the one for two free throw rule uh, or a four point shot. If you had to pick one, what would you put in college? Of those three? Yeah. Oh, what if I said neither? (laughs) <laughs> or none of the above. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big fan of a four-point shot, and I hate the one free throw for two. I understand why you're doing it. Speed, speed of the game. The, speed of the game. game. Yeah. Which, that part, I don't necessarily mind. I don't know if that's the way to do it. Um, I think probably uh, less time looking at monitors would help everyone. <laughs> um, I don't know that I like any of those three for, for college, though. All right. Well, Evan, man, thanks for being here. You're always welcome. Back on the show, where can we find you? Yeah, you can uh, you can follow me over on Twitter. You can follow me on on handles at Evan Daniels for both. I put up content on both uh, places, and, and then obviously you can find my work at twenty four seven Sports, all my written and digital work, and then uh, over at FS One um, and uh, my podcast. So uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime, thanks, Evan. Talk soon. See ya. There it is. Thank you for listening to episode one oh seven of Combos Court. Big shouts to Evan for joining in. We appreciate you. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app. Take a screenshot of this episode. Post it on your Instagram stories. Tag me. I'll repost it. You can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Be on the lookout for episode 108. Appreciate the continued support. Combo out.